escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Good afternoon and welcome to the law. This is your legal light. It is your health law. I'm Samson Ladia Nyanini, and this afternoon we are asking a very simple question. Now, I had an experience, and I say the very first time I saw advertise rules, not roots, advertise written rules for would be participants in a demonstration in Ghana. It was the first. Fix the country demonstration. What are the do's and the don'ts of a demonstration? Why do you join demonstrations or why do you organize one? When you are doing so, what do you take into account or into consideration? And do you shy away from them? Tell us why. The police seem to make the Black Star Square. Independent Square, a conventional convergence point for demonstrations these days. Could this be a fetter that's a violation or an infringement on the fundamental human rights? Remember that the right to demonstrate is not only your fundamental human rights, but it is your constitutional right enshrined in the fundamental human rights chapter of the constitution and we also have made an act of parliament to guide it i'll be right back to introduce my guest who knows this terrain very well Welcome back. This is the law. It's your legal light. It's your health law. And as always, your views are welcome. You can join us on our social media pages. And also at the right time, we'll open the phone lines for you to join. Today, I promise, we'll make time for you to join with your questions. As you know, Minority in Parliament has issued a statement announcing that the 5th of September 
they will be having a demonstration and they want to march to the Bank of Ghana about a number of issues, particularly the loss of uh, 60.8 billion CDs that the bank has made. The bank says it's technical loss. That's not our you know, emphasis or uh, purpose this afternoon. And also the $250 million new headquarters that they intend to build. That's not our purpose. But the minority in parliament join other civil society and individuals who say that the governors are incompetent and they've done so badly that they need to leave office or they will use a demonstration. They say they want to march to the Bank of Ghana. And the police say, we will help you, protect you, you will march back to the Black Star Square and not to the Bank of Ghana. Is that what they said? Is that an infringement on their rights? Well, we'll find out more about that. Joining me this afternoon on the show is Oliver Bakavomo. He's a lawyer and researcher. Oliver, thank you so very much for making time to join us this afternoon. Thank you for having me. I hope you can hear me. I can hear you very clearly. Right. So let's begin. The right to demonstrate. When we say it's a right... What do we mean? So one of the key constitutional designs we have, uh, which is part of our democracy, is the, is the right of freedom of assembly, as we call it. The freedom that is guaranteed to citizens to be able to meet and voice out grievances. Now, particularly for a country like Ghana, it's a right that has been historically part of nation building. And by this, I mean, if you pick up any currency, banknotes in this country, and you turn the back, you'd see the faces of a number of gentlemen, which you call the big sis. Mm. The big sis came about because of the what the British described as the 1948 riot, which in fact was the march towards the Christianburg Castle, uh, which led to the deaths of a number of gentlemen that we continue to honor today. Now, what that means is that the key part of how we built our democracy in our country, the independence of Ghana, was won on the back of protest, which means that our self-conception as a democracy or as a free people has always been to protect that right for people to come onto the streets and voice out their grievances. What it simply means is that if at any point any person having whatever grievances feels that the way to draw attention to that grievance is to go onto the street. Um not to draw attention to that grievance. Our constitution guarantees you that right to do that. Now, in times past, there was a question as to whether or not you need the permit or permission of the police to demonstrate. Okay, so, so before, famous be, case, before, before we proceed to that, you have just explained that this is a right. And I suppose that for the benefit of our viewers, we should emphasize that this is a right, as you find in Chapter 5 of the 1992 Constitution. The Chapter 5, which contains the Bill of Rights, has fundamental human rights and freedoms. In Article 21, Article 21 says, Clause 1, all persons shall have the right to. It talks about free expression among others. Then it comes to D. So all persons shall have the right to 
freedom of assembly, including freedom to take part in processions and demonstrations. That's exactly what you said, assembly yes. and demonstrations. Yes. And one of the ways in which in, in international law, even, the right to demonstrate is viewed broadly and even the, under the freedom of speech and freedom of expression, that the ways in which one can express themselves would be to go on a demonstration. So if you note, for instance, it is not only the procession of a demonstration that is usually intended to convey a message. You will see placards which display messages. Right. Those messages are also protected under the freedom of thought and the freedom of, of, of expression. The manner in which people dress up. Traditionally in Ghana, when you think of traditional protest colors, you may see people wearing red or black. Those tend to be the traditional protest colors. Mm. Even the right to choose what to wear during a demonstration is also protected under the freedom of expression uh, broadly under the 1992 Constitution and Article 21, as you mentioned. What is the significance that this particular right is in the Constitution and under Chapter 5 of the Constitution? So two things uh, you can say about it. One, when we first put together the Republic, the constitution we had did not have what we call a Bill of Rights, which did not state clearly our entitlements in the constitution. And this became a problem during the First Republic, which many people felt that the absence of that bill or chapter on our right to state the full rights was one of the reasons why people felt that their rights were being abused during the First Republic. Then after that, when we came to the 1969 constitution, was one of the key things we sought to introduce, that maybe by constitutionalizing the rights, it would mean that it would be better recognized and protected. Mm. And that's the idea behind it, so that no parliament or no government can do, whether pass a law or to do anything that will take away the rights from Ghanaians. Right. And that is one of the reasons why it's, it's place in the, in the chapter 5 of the constitution is also very important. Mm. Secondly, as well, because one of the things that historically governments have been very apathetic about or very unenthusiastic about is this idea of citizens criticizing them. And so it's, and we have had experiences where it has been made very difficult for people to be able to go on the streets to demonstrate. So when we come into the 1992 constitution era, it became important after the many years of, of, of the military years to reintroduce this critical right, which for many years had been a subject of abuse. Thank you. And I want to read the preamble of this particular chapter so that you may appreciate this better. <clears throat> and I'm referring to you who is watching us at this moment and seeking the education that we give on this particular platform. It says, The fundamental human rights and freedoms enshrined in this chapter, including your right to assembly and demonstration." shall be respected and upheld. And the Constitution makers choose their words carefully. It shall be respected and upheld by the executive, legislature, and judiciary, and shall and all other organs of government and its agencies and where applicable to them by all natural and legal persons in Ghana and shall be enforceable by the courts 
as provided for in this constitution. Do you want to say something about this? So one of the key things that what you have just read emphasizes that traditionally the abuse of rights is through the framework of parliament by the passage of a law that might take away the right or restrict it and the executive that enforces it. And what the constitution is seeking to create by bringing in the judiciary is to put the judiciary in a position where it becomes the primary medium to enforce or to protect the rights. But additionally, one of the things that we have done is that we have created a particular court that is the human rights court, right. which, is the, which is the high court. So under Article 33, for instance, it talks about protection of the rights. That any person whose rights have been infringed in respect of Chapter 12, anything at Chapter 5, has the right to be able to go to the high court mm. and seek for those rights to be preserved. So no right to be complete without a mechanism for its protection and preservation. And in fact, the Constitution, as you says in Article 33, does not limit the right only to those that you find in our Constitution. As it uses uh, the expression, uh, the rights, duties, declarations, and guarantees relating to the fundamental human rights and freedoms specifically mentioned in this chapter shall not be regarded as excluding others not specifically mentioned which are considered to be inherent in a democracy and intended to secure the freedom and dignity of man. This is what you call the emerging rights. Why, why does the Constitution stress on this? that even the rights you have been given under Chapter 5 are not exhaustive? One of the things that when we're putting in place the Constitution, the framers of the Constitution, as those who put the documents together, were sensitive about, was that they wanted to create what we lawyers call a living document. Essentially meaning that the document is supposed to go on for a very long time to anticipate things that they could not even think of at that time. So they took one of the biggest aspirations we have as a people, which is to have a functional and a matured democracy. And they said that if at any point things contained in the document were not enough within, in tune within what we call a functioning and a mature democracy, then we should import those rights that have been established in other democracies to continue to protect Ghanaians. So it is intended to be forward-looking in that regard rather than backward. All right. Now, before we go to the issue of the do's and don'ts, and my guest on the show this afternoon is Oliver Bakavoma, or he's a lawyer and a researcher, um, is to now bring your attention to Article 2, Article 12.2 of the same Chapter 5. After it has said that these rights and the right to assembly and the right to demonstrate is your fundamental human right. Now, when we say a right is your fundamental human right, as he has explained over and again, it means these are your, what the Constitution called inalienable rights. They are rights that cannot be taken away from you. And they are your fundamental human rights because you are a human being. And they are not given to you by any human person. They are your God-given rights because you are a human being. That's why they are called fundamental human rights rights. No human being gives them to you. No government or state gives them to you. So in our constitution, it doesn't say you have been given this right. It says these rights are guaranteed. 
Where do they come from? They are God-given. Because you are a human being, you are entitled to them. They are inalienable. They cannot be taken away from you. Now, in, after saying this and saying that the executive, uh, the legislature, the judiciary, and all other organs of government and persons, natural or legal, are supposed to respect these rights and up, uphold them, they went further in uh, clause 2 to say that every person, every person in Ghana, whatever his race, place of origin, political opinion, color, religion, creed, or gender, shall be entitled to the fundamental human rights and freedoms of the individual contained in this chapter, but subject to respect for the rights and freedoms of others and for the public interest. What do you say about Clause 2 of Article 12? So this is one of the, if there's anything I say from here that you don't remember at all, I want you to keep these three things in mind. The rights framework we have under our constitution operates under three main frameworks. One is what we call the recognition. That the constitution recognizes that you as an individual already come alive with these rights. It is not given to you by the constitution. We recognize them as your rights. Then the second part is that now since we are individuals who have chosen to live in a community, our freedoms must be subject to the freedoms of others. That's the second framework. So this a the Constitution allows what we call a restriction to ensure that we protect the freedoms of others and the public interest. So when you look at Article 12, the main restriction there is about freedom of, in, freedom of others and the public interest. And we have the same restrictions in Article 21 as well, where we must take into consideration the public, say, questions of defense, questions of able to run the public services as a way to limit the rights. Now, it limits how you enjoy the right. You cannot take it away. Then the third one is about taking away the right. When can your right be taken away from you? And in Ghana, this is an Article 33, which is only in situations of emergency that Parliament has recognized. So the, your right can never be taken away unless there's an emergency, a public emergency, and we can talk about that when we get to that. Mm. But when we are talking about how you enjoy your right, <laughs> Sometimes the way in which we enjoy a right can create discrimination. And the Constitution is saying that irrespective of where you come from, what age you are, what your gender is, what church you go to, or whether or not you don't go to church, these rights must apply to you equally. So you enjoy these rights irrespective of what ethnicity. We are all entitled to it just by the fact of us being human. Thank you very much. We're discussing the right to demonstrate do's and don'ts. And our guest is Oliver Bakavomawo. He is a lawyer and Right now at Wendy's, when you buy either Dave's single spicy chicken sandwich, medium frosty, or 10-piece nuggets, you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Definitely nuggets spicy and chicken a frosty. sandwich. Dave's, Dave's single, single and a frosty. Frosty for me. and a frosty. Okay, who said frosty and a frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Buy one, get one for a buck. Limited time only. Price participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer. 
Is the Peloton bike even worth it? Isn't it just a bike? Uh, just a bike with low-impact rides for chill people to chill with, with five- and ten-minute cool-downs for cool people to be cool with, and scenic rides for vibey people to vibe with. It's just a bike with a 30-day home trial so you can see if you're any one of those people. Try a Peloton Bike or Bike Plus at home for 30 days. And if it's not for you, return it for a full refund. First-time bike and Bike Plus purchasers only. One trial per household. Upfront payment required. Full terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. And as I mentioned to you earlier, the very first time I saw advertised written rules, not roots, often you see Organizers of demonstration announcing and telling those who want to participate that we shall go through a brass spot and we shall go through there and there. And they ended there. The very first time I saw advertised written rules that said, wear this, Um, get water, you know, uh, don't bring your phone along. Or if you are bringing your phone, do this or do that. Don't carry a stick. Don't do this. Don't do that. Among a plethora of do's and don'ts was the fix the country demonstration. That was the first demonstration that they held. So let's now go to, before we get to how you as a convener uh, came to the idea that you need to put down certain rules. You were going to the Public Order Act. Tell us why you wanted to take us there. Because one of the biggest things the constitution makers were concerned about is that when you are enjoying your rights, you you should feel protected in enjoying this right. They put in place what we call the Public Order Act. Mm. And the Public Order Act invites any person who is organizing a demonstration. The, the act calls it a special event. Right. That you must give the police notice of the event, of when it's going to happen. Now, in order that the police will be able to better prepare for the event, it requires that you give them a five-day notice before the event takes place. The idea is that the, that five days is the period within. Ensure one. That you are protected in terms of how you go about in your current in enjoying the rights, but also that they may put in measures, for instance, about traffic control, that other people who are going around about their business can also move freely. So the first requirement on every person who wants to organize a demonstration is to inform the police so that they can begin to take the measures to protect you and also to put in place traffic control measures. Mm. You, you said, in reference to the Public Other Act, that you are supposed to give the police five days' notice. That is in Section 1 of the Public Order Act, uh, 1994. And it says, notice of special event. A person who desires to hold a special event in a public place shall notify the police of that intention not less than five days before the date of the special event. We will elaborate on why this is necessary, even though you have uh, given ideas about that. But why is it a notice, but not a permit, the word you earlier used? So one of the things which we have established from the beginning 
is that this is a right that belongs to you. Nobody gives it to you. It's your God-given, as you described it, right that you're born with. So because of this, you do not need permission to enjoy the right. In the same way, the right to life, we don't need a permission of anybody to live. So that's the thinking behind it, that before, the framework used to be that you needed to go to the police to seek a permit or permission to be able to demonstrate. And in, in uh, uh, the MPP, at some point, wanted to be able to exercise their freedom of assembly under the Constitution, and the police were denying them their permits, as it used to be under the old law. Mm. And so they took this to court uh, then. And the Supreme Court then intervened on the question as to whether or not, if the police were to require a permit or permission, would this be consistent with your rights? The Supreme Court's view was that, irrespective of what you are going to demonstrate about, even to demonstrate against the right to demonstrate, <laughs> or if you wanted to demonstrate for law to be changed, whatever the reasons are, we, you are entitled to be able to do or go on that demonstration. You cannot go, then go and seek permission for what is rightfully yours. And this is why the old, which you call the public order ordinance, which we had from, from, from colonial times, had to be changed to make it a permission, uh, notice requirement to inform them so that they can be able to put in place measures towards to make your demonstration a successful event. All right. Section 2 says the notification shall be in writing and signed by uh, or on behalf of the organizer of the special event and shall specify the place and hour of the special event, the nature of the special event, time of commencement, proposed routes and destination, and the proposed time of closure of the event. The notification shall be submitted to a police officer not below the rank of assistant superintendent or other police officer responsible for the police station nearest to the location of the proposed special event, where the police officer notified of a special event under subsection 1 has reasonable grounds to believe that the special event, if held, may lead to violence or endanger public defense, public order, public safety, public health, or the running of essential services, or violate the rights and freedoms of other persons, the police officer shall request the organizer to postpone the special event to any other date or to relocate the special event. Explain the purpose of the notice. So... As you've clearly read, the, the notice is supposed or is intended to be functional, meaning that it must provide all the necessary information in order for the police to be able to intervene to help you better organize the event. And this is why you're required to provide where you want it to be held, what time you want it to start, what time does it end, what routes you want to use for the demonstration. Mm. Now, you note that it says something there about where there's a concern or there's a reasonable suspicion that some violence might happen, then the police might then engage the organizers in respect of that. Mm. And I'll he, uses, he, uses, he uses the word request the organizers. Yes. So it will request you because then the reason why the police cannot then dictate to you what to do is because this is the right that you are exercising. So the police can make, must make a request to you about this is what we are noticing and this is what we need we are advising that you might do in, in connection. So I want to give you an example. 
the first time, the, one of the first in the country demonstrations we held was in fact not in Accra, but was in London, at the Ghana Embassy in London. And when we notified the police of the event, a couple of days, I think two days to the event, the police called us and told us that they have taken, they have gotten intelligence that some people were organizing a counter demonstration at the event. But then they told us that not to worry, they are going to put in place measures to ensure that both demonstrators do not clash. Mm. But that it should not affect how we go about enjoying the right to demonstrate. So that is one of the reasons why giving the police adequate notice, they might then be able to give you a head start if something was coming to the attention mm. in order to better protect those who come out to demonstrate. What you just said, they notified you of this and gave you assurance that they would do whatever it takes to ensure that those who wanted to cause trouble with you don't do that. Typically in Ghana, the police would have told you that because some other people want to do this, we want you to postpone it. Am I right? Yes, and that has been experienced a lot of the times in trying to exercise the freedom of assembly in Ghana. The, the requirement or the, the obligation on the police is not to seek to deny you your right because some other people do not intend to observe the law. Their job is to ensure that you, are, you feel protected in exercising or enjoying your right by putting in place measures to ensure that this happens. Mm. But this must come from a deep institutional awareness of their role in protecting the individual to enjoy their rights. And this, I think, is a question of ongoing education and conversation with the police. So when they request that, perhaps the day you want to have the demonstration and the time you want to have it, uh, we have other activities and we don't have sufficient numbers, like they will usually say, uh, maybe there's going to be an ECOWAS or a worldwide summit around somewhere. We don't want you to do it. So I want you to postpone it. I want you to change the, the route, etc. If they make that request to you and you don't agree, what, what happens? So one of the things that Parliament recognized was that a lot of the times, because of the proximity between the executive and the police, they are not very eager always to ensure that people demonstrate freely. And so then when they put it that they have to inform you and request you to do that, and the choice becomes yours, and when you think that you want to go ahead, then the, the, the law brings in the courts, asks for them to be able to weigh and balance mm. how your rights should be able to exercise <laughs> in light of the information given. Mm. But one example that you highlighted, which I think is important, mm. is that particularly because we want to aspire to other democracies under Article 33, there's a recognition that even when a big event is happening, let's say the swearing-in of the president or a coerced event, people are entitled to demonstrate even in protest against that event. And the police have an obligation to ensure that both events happen because both events are in the public interest. So you cannot use one to deny the other your right to demonstrate. And these are the matters that the, the courts are supposed to intervene on and advise on. Now, unfortunately, in the past, we have had situations where once the police go to court, and oftentimes they have done that behind your back as a convener or an organizer of a demonstration, the courts will then grant them an injunction. So, for instance, you, you give an example of the first Fix the Country demonstration. The injunction that was given was to ban Fix the Country in perpetuity from ever demonstrating, which we went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court agreed to overturn it. There are also other instances where the police have gone to court 
and got an injunction without others being given the right to be heard for the courts to have the benefit of both sides to balance the rights. The let's, why, let's, let my vote count demonstration. Let my vote count demonstration where uh, Justice Sir Dennis has intervened and given a clear guidance that the purpose of that is for both sides to be heard and so the police cannot be given or should never be given an ex parte or to go behind your back and get an injunction. Unfortunately, this continues to be be done with the with the courts not being vigilant enough to stop this from happening. And 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 uh, the attorney general should be decrying this, correct? Yes. And and the reason why you mentioned the attorney general because it was one of those people who were in. In fact, if you go a little back, the president, the current president, was part of the MPP versus attorney general. The case which the Supreme Court recognized that the police do not have the right to deny a person. They must only be notified. He was counseled then, or the lawyer represented the MPP at the Supreme Court. And the current attorney general was also involved in Let My Vote Count demonstration and went to court in respect of that, where the court recognized that organizers of demonstrators have the right to be notified of any intention of the police to go to a court to seek for the cause to, to enforce or to grant an injunction in respect of stopping a demonstration. And uh, the let my vote count demonstration, uh, some of us, I advocated so much to the point that people mistook me for a lawyer for the let my count demonstrations. And on Facebook, uh, particularly the NDC then, they were criticizing me that um, I was doing something wrong. Well, uh, principles remain principles. So, the law requires that if they make the request to you to postpone or to relocate the holding of the demonstration, the organizers should reply to the police within 48 hours to notify the police in writing of their willingness to comply. Um, shouldn't the police wait for this before they will normally go to court and say, we want an injunction? So a lot of the times, you see, the law requires that organizers be given 48 hours to be able to respond. And the whole regime about giving the five days notice was so that if the police have any concerns, they would raise it with the organizers immediately. Unfortunately, there have been situations where they would delay till about a day or two from the event hmm. before calling you to have an in conversation with you about it. Mm. That's denying you your right to be able to think about it and consider the options within 48 hours before they go to court. Other times as well, even before they have had a conversation with you, and I'll give the example of the first with the country demonstration that was supposed to happen on May 9. While we're having the conversation with them on that day, that very morning, they were in court getting an injunction. Mm. So we hadn't even been given the opportunity to, to process the request they were making to us. So if uh, the court, court of, uh, high court, uh, presided over by a court of appeal judge, Justice Dennis Ajay, sat in the let my vote count situation and said that the police cannot go for uh, an injunction on the blind side of the organizers, and this is still happening, what is your suggestion? How do we ensure that this is stopped, prevented completely? Well, one of the things that lawyers talk about is the presumption that judges are aware or know the law. And so that's where a judge 
who, despite their knowledge of the law, continues to grant the police ex parte injunctions to stop demonstrations, in many events completely denying you a critical right, there has to be a contemplation in our democracy about how we put in place punitive measures that contemplate judges who continue to engage in this. Because the situation, you have been invited then to go to an appeal. Mm. Our line is breaking quite a bit, but uh, I'm sure you have been enjoying this discussion with um, Oliver Baker, Vorma War. It's an education for you uh, so that you know as much as you need to know about your right to demonstrate. It is your birthright, but it comes with some um, restrictions that are reasonable and are sanctioned by law. Um, yes, so uh, I, I was asking, would it, is it your suggestion then that um, we should have parliament do an amendment and force the hands of the judges um, or of the police and the judges so that they can take uh, an injunction on the blind side of the organizers or um, it should be an application to the Supreme Court to say that confirm what Justice Dennis Ajay um, had to say in the, in the High Court in the Let My Vote Count case? So I think that in, in every situation, clarity in law is better than anything. In fact, this is what the, what the reasoning that informed why our rights were specified in the Constitution, despite the fact that we are born with it. I think that it is important that the law be clarified even better. Because one of the things I want to remind you is that even after this law was passed in 1994, immediately a year after, Professor, Professor, Koshiga, Professor Kofi Koshiga, a year after that law was passed, wrote an article, he became dean of the law school, pointing out the ways in which even that law did not meet up to the Supreme Court decision in MPP versus Attorney General, mm. and showed that the law contained things that would continue a repeat of that practice. And we have been able to demonstrate this. One of the things we did was that we sent a right to, inf right to information request to the police, asking for all those since 1994 had requested to go on to demonstration in Accra, and what the response of the police has been. We see that in 984% of those cases, the police have sought to refuse them by claiming that there's a reason why they will not be able to allow them to demonstrate. So it shows that even with the new law, it continues to face significant abuse. Mm -hmm. And if their interest is to protect the right, then it is important that we go back to the drawing board to ensure that that is spelled out correctly. Thank you very much. And we are going to invite our audiences to join us uh, on the top of the hour. But before, uh, did I say on the top of the hour? Uh, it's about... Um, when it is, is um, 2.40, you will join us. Now, um, Oliver, tell us, and I saw that with Fix the Country, and I was intrigued, but I was happy. What should be the rules and that you put out as an organizer to the people who intend to join a demonstration? So one of the things that we at things the country said we were interested in, is how do you create a protest culture? And one of the things we are hearing consistently about how to make that effective is for people to continue to feel safe, to exercise their rights. 
in the same way that we put in place safety mechanisms for people to vote, they have to be able to have that same safety mechanisms. So our logic is revolves around three main things. One, about how do you protect the individual who comes out to demonstrate? How do you protect that individual? What are the rules? One, in terms of the loss of property. So whether or not you're carrying a device, a phone, or things that might fall out during the demonstration, or maybe persons who might pick your phones, it is important that we have that in contemplation that the best thing to do Right now at Wendy's, when you buy either Dave's Single, Spicy Chicken Sandwich, Medium Frosty, or 10-Piece Nuggets, you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Ooh, definitely nuggets Spicy and Chicken a Sandwich, Dave's, Dave's Single, Single, and a Frosty, frosty for me. and a Frosty. Okay, who said Frosty and a Frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Buy One, Get One for a Buck. Limited time only. Price participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer. Court and any other high court have coordinate jurisdiction. Oliver will explain that to you. Um, before the next call comes in, let's hear the question I put to Martin Pebu. Uh, Fix the Country is the only group I have heard about in this country where they were organizing a demonstration and produce rules what you should do, what you can do, what you can bring, what you cannot bring. But is it not curious that suddenly the police are directing all demonstrators to the Independence Square? <laughs> is that not a fetter on the right? Say that again, Sam. And so this particular demo, look, the police must give demonstrators the right to go to the Bank of Ghana. They should create a buffer, maybe 100 meters from the bank or 50 meters. But it can be done. In 2014, when Occupy Ghana went to Flagstaff, what happened? Okay, security. So that independence quite him. All right. Um, Raphael, you are calling us from Dunkwa Onofing. What's your question, Raphael? My question is, um, I heard uh, Oliver talk about civil rights and uh, um, rights of a citizen. I want to know. Um, since we go for demonstrations and uh, people want to be covering the demonstrations and stuff, I have countless of times been arrested for filming within certain uh, places within the country, and uh, I want to know if it is wrong for a citizen to film within certain spaces or film around when there are security agencies. Thank you very much. Um, that's also a straight answer. And um, uh, Oliver loves that subject because he's also had the opportunity to educate people on that. Yes. So um, maybe we should take these uh, three questions first. First from Theo in Bupe, and then second, Raphael uh, from Dunkwa Onofing, and then we'll come to Martin Pebu's, uh, the question I put to Martin Pebu. Yes, uh, Oliver. Yeah, thank you for those. I think those are very interesting questions, in fact. Regarding the first one, the, the decision that was given in Let My Vote Count was a decision of a high court, which means that in Ghana, every high court judge is on the same level as the high court that gave that decision. Now, they are intended to respect its, that decision which is given by their brother or sister in another court, but they are not bound by it. So the thinking is that even when you disagree with that decision, you have to give clear reasons why you disagree with a previous high court decision. Right. Even though we don't see this in fact, it might help our, our law if there's a direction taken from the highest courts, in this case, the Supreme Court, 
that says clearly that you cannot continue this practice. And in that way, every high court that the police might tend to would then face themselves in front of a high a Supreme Court decision that prevents them from doing that. But right. so my if court it was, particularly, mm, it was a Supreme Court. Since we have an attorney general which is, who is involved in this and believe this to be the correct position of the law, that a proper judicial uh, uh, the attorney general's guidance will be given to the police in terms of these things. Not everything must be litigated Correct. In, in our democracy. Some things which have been received as better protecting our rights need to be spelled up in administrative procedures. Thank and you that sort very of answers much. the other question about mm. the recording. Right. Because one of the things that I've commended the police, particularly this attorney general, uh, IGP for doing, was sending a circular down to the various police stations, advising the police that the public are entitled to film in a public place, including police officers in performance of their duty in a public place. Exactly. It is not an offense against the law. In fact, it is better protecting people's individual liberty to show how the police can be professional when dealing with citizens. Right. So the practice of arresting people who are filming in a public place, except where it is a security zone, which is clearly marked and so indicated. Outside of that, everybody's entitled to film in a public space and police officers in the public performance Great. of their duties. And what an irony. The police have had to use films that have been done of crime or acts in violation of the law publicly to prosecute people. So this is absolutely right. And if you recall, when I was crowned uh, uh, journalist of the year, that was my message on that podium, that you commit no offense filming in a public place, even if it is the police, if it's the soldiers. And if you're a journalist or even if you're not a journalist and they demand to take your phone and to take your recording device, do not give it. Because even if your device or your phone is deemed to be, you know, an asset for the commission of the crime, they do not have the power to open it up unless by an order of the court. And the court has been very clear about this. Well, unfortunately, though, sometimes in this country, people know the law, but they still break it because they know you guys will do fama nyami. No one will go to court and take them on. Um, before you go to the question I put to Martin, there is Dixon, who is calling us right here in Accra. Hello, Dixon. Yes. Yes, I'm saying. Go ahead. Um, just enjoy the conversation. Please, I have two requests I would like to make from this video and other important uh, recordings that you are making. One, send one uh, uh, these recordings to the IGP, and then one to the uh, uh, Attorney General. And copy them as a gift from Joy F and uh, Joy News to, so they can listen and then summon the authorities uh, relevant to this to listen. So that in a subsequent uh, judgment of any case related to these things, they will, they will, be, they will be open to this. Thank you, thank you very much, thank you very much. But we also believe that, like we do on the law, what we do is to empower you to know your rights and how to exercise and assert them. So if you know your rights and someone tries to infringe on your right, you insist on your rights. Okay, Dixon is gone. Yes, what do you say about the question I put to Martin? That these days it's becoming almost conventional. That you want to take a demonstration to the uh, Jubilee House. 
uh, you want to take a demonstration to a certain particular space, the police will say, take your demonstration to the Independence Square. We will ask uh, whoever it is to come and meet you there. Is that something that is anticipated by the law? Is that not breaching the rights? Uh, it's, 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 it's completely breaching the rights. One of the things I mentioned in the beginning, if you remember, is that not only is our demonstrations covered under the freedom of assembly, but also freedom of expression. Now, a lot of the times in the choice of a location of a demonstration, where they want to go to, in the choice of the date of the demonstration, these are also intended to communicate other things which are also protected rights under the Constitution. Mm. So, for instance, the choice of the Bank of Ghana is not removed from the purpose of the message that is intended to be said. If the, the idea of Occupy Bank of Ghana is that they want to be able to petition the, the governor of Bank of Ghana to draw citizens' attention to the failing of the institution, people are entitled to do that. And if we intend to emulate other democracies, whether it's at uh, the White House, White House or yeah. other seats of government, mm. those places receive the most demonstrations because people want to direct their grievances to persons in authority. So the authority point becomes a central figure of demonstration. In fact, in Ghana, the historical record that the castle used to be the place where most demonstrations would go to is the choice of where demonstrations would happen because it used to be the seat of government. So in 1948, the choice of going towards the castle wasn't a, a random choice. Secondly, about not only where to go, but also the date. So I'll give an example. We are organizing a demonstration on the 21st of September, Occupy Jubilee House. And we have chosen the 21st of September, which is in Kumer's bed. Uh, I just lost uh, Oliver again. Uh, okay, you're back. Yes, you said yeah. you have chosen... So I'm saying that... Yes, go ahead. I was saying that, for instance, we... as the day for a demonstration for Occupy Jubilee House. And the choice of the date is not a mistake. It is thought through clearly because it is in Kuma that we honor. And the value to oppression is part of the demonstration. That's an expression of what we want to be able to communicate. Mm. To ask us to put it on a random day is to deny in essence a particular right without recognizing that other protected or ancillary rights that go with a demonstration. All right. And so the practice is something that the courts need to look at, that we are not only... It's not a keep faith exercise, hmm. and it's not a place of the police to choose for demonstrators. Right now at Wendy's, when you buy either Dave's Single, Spicy Chicken Sandwich, Medium Frosty, or 10-Piece Nuggets, you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Ooh, definitely nuggets Spicy and chicken a sandwich, Dave's, Dave's Single, Single, and a Frosty, frosty for me. and a Frosty. Okay, who said Frosty and a Frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Buy One, Get One for a Buck. Limited time only. Price participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer. Is the Peloton bike even worth it? Isn't it just a bike? Uh, just a bike with low-impact rides for chill people to chill with, with 5- and 10-minute cooldowns for cool people to be cool with, and scenic rides for vibey people to vibe with. 
It's just a bike with a 30-day home trial, so you can see if you're any one of those people. Try a Peloton Bike or Bike Plus at home for 30 days, and if it's not for you, return it for a full refund. First-time bike and Bike Plus purchasers only. One trial per household. Upfront payment required. Full terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. What message they want to send and who to send the message to? If we allow that to continue, we are removing the meaning of a demonstration, and the people might lose interest in it which is to a detriment of our democracy. Thank you very much. Uh, also on the line is Afo uh, Dunkwa Onofing. Afo, let's hear you. Well, uh, talking about uh, protesting and demonstration, a couple of times see people not being able to join demonstrations, and when you go out, you ask them questions about why they don't want to join the demonstration. They will tell you when they, uh, they, they join protests or the demonstrations, they are going to be hurt, they are going to be beaten, and we've seen some in videos, Myself, I have, uh, I'm a victim to that when I was shot directly a rubber bullet through. So this kept people from protesting. Now my question is, is it right for anybody to steal a police officer or self-defense himself in the course of protesting when a police officer takes advantage of uh, the situation and tries to harm you or do anything that will put fear from people from uh, coming out to protest? And right. finally, uh, if... Um, um, Oliver can also explain sorry, that the right of a citizen to also defend himself in situations like that. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, that will be our last caller. And uh, we have just a few, a couple of minutes to go. Yes, Oliver. Uh, so I, I think that the way in which <laughs> crowds are policed, it's, a, it's an important conversation in every democracy. And the engagement that needs to exist between citizens, civil society, and the police to ensure that these rights are respected is not something we must take for granted. I think that in terms of how we engage citizens in demonstrations, and I, I, I think the caller is right, that a lot of Ghanaians continue to have apprehensions about coming out because they are feared that their lives will be taken away by joining a public event. But since Christian, me, Bo- since Christian Bo Castle and uh, whatever it is, demonstrations, the biggest demonstrations, the most effective demonstrations, Kumi Preko, have all had issues. And I think that's an indictment on our democracy. That the exercise of our rights like this, it shouldn't lead to situations where people lose their lives. And the same thing I've said, for instance, about voting. The idea that people will die during the voting process undermines our democracy. So these are things that we need to be able to have proper conversations all the time about. Mm. And I am encouraged, for instance, by a number of meetings that we've held with the current IGP when he came into office. And the idea of how to continue to make protests safe, we must, that message must go down to the bottom level. And it, it bears emphasizing that one of the choices we have made that persons in the security agencies cannot go on a demonstration. So that's why citizens are doing so. It is in the interest of us all, including those who cannot demonstrate that they are heard and that they feel protected. It is not right for any person to show up at the demonstration with an intent to maim or to cause harm to anybody, whether on the part of the police or citizens who come out. It has to be an operation of a mutual respect of each other. And to be able to achieve this, continuing to inquire, require citizens who come out to demonstrate to set down ground rules of how the demonstration would go. To publish also, and I'm encouraging the police to do this, to bring out ground rules of how large demonstrations will be policed so that people can know what they expect of the police and what are demanded of them. 
I think it's been so long, over 30 years of a democracy. We need something like that. Mm. And we continue to ask the police to publish guidelines of how the, poli the police demonstrations for people to feel safer to come out to demonstrate. Thank you very much, Oliver Bakavoma-Wo, uh, has been helping to educate you on demonstrations. Your rights and the do's and don'ts. Uh, and as you know, on the 5th, there's a demonstration, and he has also just announced one demonstration by the Fix the Country. This is the law. It's your legal light. It's your health law. I'm Samson Ladia Nyanini. We'll come your way next week with another interesting edition of the law, where it's a legal clinic, and we help you, empower you with your rights and the law. Have a good afternoon. <laughs>